Hello, and welcome back to Mindpathing. This is day two of our conversation around thoughts and what they are. So in this episode, we'll be going over the second half of the 10 most common cognitive distortions. And if you didn't catch the first half, cognitive distortions are thought patterns in our minds that will oftentimes kind of go to in default mode. It's almost like autopilot. Um, We don't necessarily always notice that we're having these recurring thought patterns. And they're formed by a limited amount of experience. So we'll experience a small sample size and then create a pattern around that. And that's what our minds do so that they work efficiently. But because of this, um, we can start to have these distorted views in our thought patterns. And another thing I wanted to discuss today was not just what thoughts are, but oftentimes we'll hear people say that they want to manifest something. And what manifestation really is, is that you're taking a form, a thought form, and essentially bringing it into your life. So it's an idea in your mind. And this can be as simple as wanting a hamburger. It started in thought form. And before you know it, you're uh, eating a hamburger for dinner. But thoughts are really what create the world around us. Every home, every company, every product started in thought form. Uh, Someone had that thought and then went out and acquired the materials to bring that thought into our existence. And everything that we see and everything that we experience has come from a thought. And that's great and that's powerful, but it's those same thoughts that can really hurt us or hold us back as well. So thoughts can create or thoughts can destroy. So that's why it's pretty important to have an idea of what these kind of false or distorted thought patterns can do to you and how they can harm your quality of life. So I'm going to get into the second half and start with polarized thinking. What polarized thinking is, is thinking about things in absolute or black and white categories. And I was actually fairly guilty of this way of thinking early in my life. I had a very small sample size of experience and I was closed off from a lot of things, especially when it came to spirituality or alternative modes of healing I was very stuck in kind of the classical psychological uh, way of healing 
because that's all I had ever known or learned about with my experience with my mother. So just closing yourself off and being polarized and and not leaving yourself open at least to discovering new things and just being so set in your ways is is a cognitive distortion because you can really close yourself off from learning new information and experiencing new things. The next is often confused with empathy, and that's mind reading. I think we all do this from time to time, but we'll, we'll think that we know what someone else is thinking, and the truth is that we can never know what someone else is thinking. We can perceive their their body image and facial reactions, but we never necessarily really know what someone else is thinking. And when we project that, that kind of distorted thought that um, I know what they're thinking, we can then act and change our behaviors based on something that is not necessarily true at all. But I, I did bring up empathy because we can sense when someone is feeling sad or angry or just not right. So we do have empathy and we can we can sense when someone's feeling away. But to um, project what we think that they are thinking is never the truth and can lead to a lot of complications if we start to think that someone's going to think something about us when we don't really know what they're thinking. And this also leads into the third, which is personalization. So personalization is taking things personally when they're not connected to or caused by you at all. And this can happen a lot of times with, well, within relationships or work environments that we feel because something has happened, it's directly because of us. And that's not the majority of the time the case. So being mindful of not taking things so personally that everything is not directly tied to you and it's difficult sometimes because we are us so everything is kind of tied to us but we don't need to take everything so personal because everything is not a direct cause of us And the next one is labeling, and this is extremely powerful. The thoughts and words that we use inside of our heads really build up our perception of ourselves and others. So what labeling is, is reducing yourself or other people to a single, usually negative characteristic or descriptor, like... uh, he's a drunk, or I'm a failure. And when we give ourselves and other people labels, we're defining them on one characteristic. 
um, you're not just that one defining moment or label, but we can find ourselves a lot of times, we can even box ourselves in and label ourselves as something. It could be work, you could, you know, label yourself as I am this, but these are just labels and we can do that to other people as well. And when we start thinking in that pattern and more importantly, labeling ourselves, it's very detrimental to our own well-being because if we consistently label ourselves, say like a failure or a lot of times this happens with people who are addicted to a substance, they'll label themselves as an addict. And that's just one kind of ripple or part of their existence. It doesn't define them. So it's very important not to find yourself labeling yourself. <laughs> and the next goes into what is called control fallacy um, and that's thinking that you have no control or complete control over the situations in your life um, a lot of times we will feel like we have no control and this is where things like I guess I'm just unlucky which you could label yourself as and this feeling of disempowerment comes from but on the same side, to think that you have full control and that you are the absolute creator of everything in your life is also misleading because we are not in complete control of our lives, but we're also in control of our lives. So when you find yourself in a pattern of thought of either one of the sides, um, it's good to kind of pull back and realize that it's kind of in the middle. You can control certain aspects of your life, but you can't control everything. Like, we can't control the weather, but we can control how we react to the weather. If it's raining, it doesn't have to ruin our day. We're in control of the meaning and feeling that something that happens in our lives is. And... When you put all of these to oh, I had a notification there. But when you put all of these together, you can see that if you have found yourself in some of these 10 distortive thought patterns, how they can really um, lead to depression or limiting self-beliefs because when they happen over and over again, that's when we start to believe them. And most of our thoughts are internalized. We, we think about our day and past experiences or future expectations. And if we have these distorted views in our minds, we're not able to see maybe the beauty or opportunities that are in front of us. So we had discussed a little bit yesterday that 
that is why mindfulness is so important is understanding when we're in one of these um, false thought patterns and being able to come back to the present moment which is the now and reflect and notice that we're in them and over time we can start to change our patterns of thought and while we can't always control our thoughts we can at least understand them take a step back and have some critical thinking am i really that way did that situation really um, have a negative connotation to it could i look at it a little differently is there a positive in this situation and simply just being kinder to ourselves um, through these distorted thought patterns we can be very uh, judgmental and critical of ourselves and when we step back we can realize that we don't have to be so critical of ourselves and maybe there are other ways of thinking about a situation or who we are. Well, I hope you've found that these, at least understanding or being able to put a name to the patterns, uh, gives you a little bit of comfort. Um, most of us experience these from time to time, but a lot of us don't know that there are names for the patterns of thought. And once you can name them, you're able to take a step back and think a little differently. And as I always say, that's what this is all about, is just thinking a little differently, seeing things in another way. Because when we do, we're more open, we're not so polarized, and we can be kinder to ourselves break that distortion in how we see ourselves in the world. I want to thank you for joining me, and I'll be speaking to you again soon. Bye, all.